Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. Another thrilling week of the Rhett and Larry show. Uh, we're here. It's a little late. Uh, I'm Rhett here with Larry. Say hi, Larry. Hi, Larry. <laughs> All right. Um, we got some mail this week and someone has redeemed the code for the free book. Uh, once Larry finishes writing it in, you know, to, to be determined, um, this person will receive the book. So uh, we'll maybe go over, we got a, five emails. So we'll go over one of the emails at the end of the show. Um, so stay tuned for that. Um, until then, Larry, I think you had a topic. Uh, you've been you've been digging around in Facebook groups for a while. Why don't you uh, why don't you kick us off? I don't know if you've noticed this, but I noticed that that parents are kind of uh, getting a little worked up about their kids going back to school. First, it was, oh my gosh, the university is only letting freshmen go back, and I have an upperclassman. This is devastating to my child. Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, you know, this is going back a few weeks here when COVID was uh, a pretty big deal. Not that it's not a moderate, at least, deal now. But they're just, you know, the university's wrong. They're doing it all wrong. They're just like, there's no, you know, frankly, from my perspective is there's no benefit to the university from not having students go back. Uh, it's a risk of losing that student to go to community college for a year or take a gap year. This is not a semester a risk to the university or college. Uh, so it's a big risk. They're losing the revenue from dorms. They're giving everybody single rooms uh, and they're not charging them extra. Uh, they're, you know, they're, they're not selling as much of this or that. Uh, you know, it's just, it's, there's no benefit to a university of, of, uh, of having kids stay home. So the grousing that, that I read was just kind of, um, I don't know, it just seemed uh, like grousing. It's very, you know, it just seems very self-centered. Well, they probably don't want people the, to get sick, right? Yeah, That's they didn't want more people about. to get sick, sure. Yeah. And then, and he had some kids, there were some students that, and parents were insisting on going back to campus. And then, so they're going to try to find apartments off campus because they weren't allowed to stay on campus. So it was tough to find a place to stay. And then they found it and it was very expensive because the supply was higher than, I mean, the demand was higher than the supply. Um, and then, then they're getting upset because, oh, I'm back on campus and now the classes are online. I keep, they won't let me into a class. So yeah, that's pretty weird. At the same time, you have University of North Carolina because there were a bunch of off-campus parties, or at least some, that uh, people got sick at. So now they're shutting down completely. They're going to online only. Uh, Notre Dame, same thing with off-campus parties. They're going to, I think it is, uh, they, they canceled, I think, on-campus classes for two weeks. So they had people go there to be on campus. There were parties, and now they've fully canceled in-person classes? North Carolina did, University of North Carolina. That's why. Notre Dame has suspended for two weeks. Yeah. And then, you know, you know, I don't know, I don't follow a lot of college kids on Snapchat, but I do have another son that does. And he's saying that it's just party central. Um, totally. As normal in some of these campuses. And right. I think at one other place, they shut down the fraternity houses. Um, except for picking up food, I think, was the only thing you could do there. So it's, you know, it's, a, it's an interesting situation and evolving. I think the good news um, from what I've seen is the, so far at least, now school hasn't started yet in many, in many parts of the country, but, you know, the, the COVID cases seem to be, the, the, report, the reports of positive COVID cases have gone are going down the percentages are going down which is great but you know as soon as school starts um, we'll see how that goes there's mixed reports on whether you know children are as affected as much as uh, adults and spread can spread it as much so we'll just see where that goes but in you know in um, martin county florida 
which is a couple of counties to the south of where I live, they sent home, I think the first week, 287 kids who mm -hmm. possibly had been exposed to kids with symptoms. The problem I think was parents were sending kids to school with symptoms, which could have been a call. Then in an abundance of caution, they were keeping kids home and then having them uh, you know, study online or go to class online. Uh, there are some places where there's some regular schools where they are going online. First semester, I have a friend that teaches in Oregon uh, and they gave her a canned uh, curriculum, canned online curriculum in an effort to help her teach English. Uh, she's pretty this troubled. Is this like by a high school level kind of thing or? High school level thing, yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, between the elementary schools, going back middle schools, high schools and the colleges, there's a lot of angst out there among the parents. Right. And I think and maybe there should be, right? It's like if you send your kid to school, it's like not trivial for some people to have the school turn around and send you the kid back, <laughs> right? right? Like if, uh, if I had gone up to Lehigh in Pennsylvania and they were like, no, you got to take him back. That's like, uh, you know, they're going to ship me back to Florida. Who's going to pay for that? Are you paying for the flight or are they paying for the flight or where, you know, where do I go? Right. Yeah. And I think it, you know, where, where your brother was going, they were going to ship because he goes to school mm -hmm. in Florida, they were going to ship all the Florida kids home that yeah. had been exposed or that were ill, which would have been kind of weird. And then they were going to keep the out-of-state people on campus, but they had limited it to freshmen only. Uh, so they had to, you know, they had room to handle, you know, the kids getting sick and being able to quarantine them in a room because they had everybody. Had right. I guess that, I guess that freshman only thing gives you some like space to work with basically. Right. Yeah. But it's interesting to see how everybody's done this and some places have, you know, if you're, if you get sick and you're off campus, that's one thing, but if you're sick and you're on campus, that's a different story. So right. a lot of different ways that this can affect college. And then again, with school starting, it's with regular school starting K through 12, it becomes, you know, more interesting as well. And then, you know, you have bit major colleges that are not having sports, but high school example are planning to have sports. Uh, right. you know, golf is one thing, but, you know, football and wrestling may be something else. Wrestling, so we'll definitely. We'll see where that goes. Right up in each other's faces. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's interesting. Brielle's sister uh, is back at school, and she, I guess, the, the school has implemented, um, you have to take this survey every day, and school officials can stop you at any point and say, like, check to see if you've taken the survey. And if you haven't, you can be uh, put on academic suspension. So it's sort of this like survey police state basically. Um, and I guess the survey questions are stuff like, you know, have you been to like, where have you been? Have you gone to these places? Yes or no. And apparently it's a non, you know, people are upset about it, but apparently it's like a non-trivial amount. It's not like a one minute survey. It's like a three minute survey. Right. And people are upset about that. Um, and then some like condescending messages from deans and administrators, like, Hey, we're all in this together, you know, that kind of stuff. And, and I think 19 and 20 year olds really don't want to be spoken to like children, which is unfortunate because, <laughs> you know, they don't always make the best decisions. I think parties are still going to happen. There's not a lot you can do about it. Um, but these administrators obviously have a vested interest in people being on campus because how useful is an administrator in a virtual school, right? Exactly. Yeah. But, I, you know, there was another, I, I read this story um, and I'm going to quote it here. Uh, it's from mlive.com and it talks about how uh, this college in Michigan, Albion College, um, they've mm -hmm. returned for the fall. And uh, part of the, new, I'm just going to read from it, mlive.com. Part of this new normal for the 2021 school year means tents everywhere on campus for orientation and outdoor classrooms, physical distance, physical distancing, face coverings, 
and here's the kicker, a contract, a contact, a, well, it says a contract tracing app. I think that should be contact, contact tracing yeah. app that tracks each student's symptoms and location mm -hmm. to a degree. Yeah. So, um, of course, it asks them you know, how they're doing, but then they must use the app to participate on or in on-campus activities. Uh, and and they, they have to have a special exception to not. But it does, it says uh, it tracks their status on whether they're permitted to be on campus and their location, which is only communicated to administrators if they test positive for COVID-19 or leave campus. So they're not supposed or to leave, leave campus. campus. is pretty yeah. wild, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty wild. But it is, you know, I mean, think about it. I mean, that's, it lets them know. And if, uh, if they do it and they're, one thing probably if they're going to get to a restaurant or something, another thing if they're going to a certain place at say 11 o'clock at night and not leaving till three in the morning and there's uh, 50 other kids in that same place, that yeah. might be an issue and it's a suggestion that uh, there's a party going on. Um, but, you know, I think I've read there were 18 uh, and I, I didn't read the, there was no follow-up on this, but I think today this morning I read at Lehigh where we attended, there was something like 18 investigations going on into potential COVID uh, policy violations. And they were, you know, threatening, like there was a 50 person party at one of the houses, which yeah. was not a fraternity of all things. It was a social house. Uh, this is how it's going to go it. because they're going to kick these fraternities off and then these social houses are going to, take over right and then eventually well, I don't know you're gonna kick off the football team what are you gonna do yeah so it's yeah it's a so it's an interesting dynamic and parents are concerned and you know anyway so the COVID thing is just one thing and it's the beginning of the year and that's something else and people are worked up about other things so right uh, it seems like parents are always gonna have a reason to be worked up yeah like like I mean this one you know, the, the last couple of, the last couple, the last week or so, I sent you one earlier in the week. And uh, yeah. I don't know if there's any parents listening or any, uh, you know, teenagers, but it was a debate we had in our family and probably should be debated in every family. But uh, so a guy wrote in about, uh, you know, should my son take his Xbox to college? And I thought it was pretty relevant because a year ago I had the same conversation a little over a year ago when my freshman was heading off to college and I thought it was uh, a good question. And, and then I asked you about it and you were like, that's not a good question. And <laughs> I thought it was a good question. Cause like you're sending your kid to go to school to study and an Xbox could consume a significant amount of time uh, of that student, uh, you know, 24 seven potentially. So just wondering how you felt about 100%. that. hundred percent. Yeah. Was, so, uh, to be clear, I did not bring an Xbox to college, um, but I definitely played a bunch of Xbox in college with uh, some other friends who had them, right? Like there was, <laughs> you're not gonna, like if you wanna play Xbox, you're not gonna not be able to play Xbox, right? They're, they're plentiful, like people have them everywhere, right? So it's this idea that like, if, my brother brings an Xbox to school. Will it detract from his studying? Of course, but like cut the cord almost, right? Like, you know, <laughs> he's gonna make his own decisions. And if you don't let him bring an Xbox, he's not gonna not play Xbox, right? There's There will be other opportunities to play Xbox. It feels like Xbox is like a euphemism at this point, but um, it really is just widely available, right? And I think in the in the post that you sent me, one of the parents responded and said that all kids bring their Xboxes, which I think is not true. Um, but, you know, plenty of them do. And it definitely detracts. It obviously detracts from studying, right? It's like this, it's one of these things, right? Where your intuition as a parent is 100% correct. And but it's like what what percent of your day is productive right as a working adult not all of yeah. them yeah i don't know i don't know 
you know, not it, maybe 80% on a great day. Um, a hundred percent very rarely. Um, and so the time that you spend doing, you know, whatever preoccupies boomers, you know, that's what, that's what Xbox is for people under 30. I think I actually don't really play video games that much anymore. Um, but, but a lot of people do. So finally, finally you've not, you don't play that much anymore. I probably play like, yeah, not, not very often. An hour a week, maybe. I predict, I predicted that at one point. Yeah. It's just not a good use of time. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's, so you're 26 years old. So yeah. Up until probably, this is like up, baby book, right? Yeah. Up until yeah. like you were 25, you, you were, to arguing me, arguing with me about this. Yeah. Well, it would be a funny, um, it would be funny to keep, you know, how you have like a baby's book for baby's first words and stuff. It would be like baby's first admission that video games are a waste of time. And it's like, <laughs> I'm 26 years old. Right. Yeah. And then it could be like, you know, whatever the next thing that I like cognitive dissonance won't let me, won't let me agree with you on whatever the next one is. Like I'll be like 34 and you'll be like, baby's first admission that you know buying a house and having a stable job is a responsible thing to do or something <laughs> yeah right. yeah that would be good yeah but it was um the whole the whole xbox thing i think one of one of my um impressions not to send the xbox with whoever because you never asked um no. but one of my first in impressions was and I don't remember this, but we went on a college tour to Union College in New York, of all places, which you and I did. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and back then, so you were a junior, so that would have been probably 2011, 2011. Yeah. So that's like almost 10 years ago. Yeah. I mean, you are a different era than the kids than the high school kids or college freshmen today. It's like a totally different generation. Totally. But, yeah. um, but what was interesting back then, and unless you were just um, blowing smoke, but I think you were kind of surprised when we took that tour, or you said, you said this to me, I, I'll never forget it, that, oh, these kids didn't seem too serious about their education because <laughs> they were playing Xbox in the middle of the afternoon, and it wasn't like one of them. They were crowded in the room, you know, playing FIFA or whatever. Yeah, I was a different person. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> I think I think probably most people don't take their education very seriously, right? And that's part of the problem. Yeah. Um, and so that's, you know, and and I probably didn't either, right? And so, uh, like, who does basically, right? If you do, you're going to be really successful. Yeah. Um, if you don't, you might be successful, right? It's not going to stop you from being successful, but uh. Yeah, I think that there's like an overall like lack of taking college seriously and like lack of appreciation for how much it costs and like what benefit you could get out of it, right? Because how, yeah. you know, 18-year-olds don't know what $100,000 is. Right. Um, they just don't. And, and uh, a lot of them will go through high school and it'll be no big deal. It'll be pretty easy and you won't have to try very hard. And then if you have that same attitude in college, you'll probably do, you might do all right. You might not do all right. You might have to change your major. Um, could still pass, could still be successful, but uh, you know, the less seriously you take it, the less chance you have of that working out basically. Right. The, the, the fewer, the fewer doors that open easily, I guess. Is totally. The and the more way. like, the more like recovering from that you have to do when you graduate. Right. Right. Like I'm doing a lot of like relearning programming things now that I should have just paid attention in school. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, I don't know. And some of it is like, if, if you are truly interested, college is not like the last chance for you to learn these things. You know, you have your whole life, but um, yeah, I don't know. I think people really just get in trouble. Like if, if, if you were going to take on a lot of debt to be in college, you probably wouldn't 
want to bring an Xbox. <laughs> yeah. Right. You would want to really get the most out of it. And uh, so that you could, you could definitely be successful when you were, when you were done. Well, well, two thoughts. One is um, just real quick and I don't want to get into politics, but one is uh, depending upon who gets elected, um, taking on debt could be a, po- a like a popular thing now because if you don't have to pay it's it back, wiped out. Yeah. Yeah, it gets wiped sure. out. That's that's one thing. So I don't really want to dwell on that. But yeah. um anyway, and then the second thing would be, you know, what's interesting about the Xbox. Um, so I sent the Xbox with my younger our younger our younger sibling. Yeah. And um you know, he did okay in school probably playing it more than he should have and also played a sport. So he's quite busy, uh, personal time, but he, again, he did okay in school. And what, what it turns out was that, um, while he was playing Xbox, some of his friends were out doing less constructive things like partying. Less so, constructive than Xbox. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, that was, I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I think so that there is a, um, you know, it's not, I do really like demonizing Xbox and video games here right now, but it's not, a. it's not all bad. And, and some people use it to relieve stress and uh, some people really enjoy it. And, and some people are streamers, right. And they'll, they'll make money from it. Uh, and so, you know, nothing is all horrible. It's just that I think the average case for bringing an Xbox is, you know, neutral or negative. Well, all these parents were, it happened to be the vast majority of the parents that answered this uh, thread were, were pretty much, yeah, let them, let them take the Xbox. So it become a very, it was a very different answer than I would have expected, you know, two or three or four or five, 10 years ago. So it was pretty interesting. Uh, one guy got on there and he, he and I seemed to be, um, uh, we seemed to answer each other a lot. He's about my era. He talked about how he had brought, uh, the Pong game to school back in 1976. Yeah. And Pong was not a addictive, you know, not as addictive as some of the today's stuff, but uh, you can't even compare Pong to today, but it was kind of funny. No. Um, and then I talked about how we were addicted, you know, when we, when we were in college, uh, ESPN had just started, uh, MTV had just started, cable really had just started. So uh, we were watching a lot of ESPN Maybe not as much ESPN because they had like Australian rules football seemed to be on like 24 seven over the national tiddlywinks convention. Yeah. But uh, we did watch a lot of MTV. That was kind of popular. And we watched soap operas and other TV stuff. Convenient because we had uh, cable TV, which was kind of cool. Yeah. So I think that's probably like equally bad, right? Yeah, Yeah, certainly. And I think there's a level of like, you know video games become so ubiquitous it's like you're not going to is this the hill that you want to die on as a parent you're not gonna let your kid bring an xbox anymore like are you gonna have a blowout argument about it or are you just gonna let them take it well yeah like trust that they'll do the responsible thing basically well now they have now the parents have other big concerns like uh you know a number of campuses nationwide are up on a hill and again we we happen to go to a campus where uh there's a hill and you know i lived in a freshman dorm where you know it's up in pennsylvania so you don't have any air conditioning and you have to walk up a pretty good hill um to get to this storm and uh you know it's just it is a pretty good hill i mean it's not a little baby hill it is a big hill when you're down on the lower part of campus and people are grousing about that and how there's no air conditioning in the dorm. And then, then there's apparently uh, the, the latest is, well, there's another hill after you get to that one hill, there's a completely different hill, which is, you know, it's a long walk. Um, but it is one that, you know, uh, generations have walked up. And so this woman was concerned that her daughter was living up there and she said they were having problems with the buses not showing up uh, to her so that she, she can back, get back up to the dorm. And even worse is that the bus doesn't drop them close to the dorm. Is anyone else's student having a problem with the bus? And I mean, 
Wow. I mean, you know, and I, I, I wrote up, I wrote back sort of stoking the fire and saying, you know, back in the day we walked up the hill and then I get, you know, wiseacre comments was like, was it snowing? It was uphill. Was it uphill both ways? Uh, I bet you walked barefoot. Um, you know, uh, and then of course the alumni from the school started responding like me saying they will soon find the shortcuts. I assume the Ho Chi Minh Trail still exists. Um, it wasn't the real Ho Chi Minh Trail, of course, but we had shortcuts and we had interesting names for them. But, uh, you know, I mean, we, we've built up our calves, as a couple of the people said. They, they're, one woman's bragging about her husband cat, her husband's calves. And uh, back then, I mean, we, one of the guys found an advertisement from 1976 that showed that the bus ran every 35 minutes. Well, you could walk up the hill way quicker than wait for the bus. Um, so it was really, you know, that's just the way it was. And walking was just such a part of our livelihood back then. And I don't know what's happened. Uh, you know, we would sweat, you know, we, it was really, this was the worst time of year because it was 90 degrees out, no air conditioning. Uh, winter, somebody pointed out, you'd walk up the hill in the winter and sweat um, because it was just, it was, it was quite the walk. And uh, a lot of exercise, yeah. Yeah, and I'm just kind of, you know, I don't know, I'm just kind of blown away. I, I get the efficiency of a bus that would run, you know, more consistently, and I think it's way more than every 35 minutes now. But, like, I mean, is that what parents are grousing about? I mean, it's just, oh, my, my child can't walk up the hill. And I'm like, well, I mean, if there's some kind of physical problem or, you know, that's, I get it, or a health problem, I totally get it. But, um, you know, there should be accommodations for that. But just because, I don't know, I'm going to try to be nice about this, but it just doesn't, it's just, you know, yeah, just get a little bit of exercise. I think it's good for you, you know? So. Controversial opinion. This is why you tune into the show. Exercise is good for you. Could be good for you. And it's, and yeah. the real controversial opinion is it's not really controversial, but you know, what's with, you know, it gets back to parents sort of being um, overly concerned about their kids. And, yeah. Which is something that I, I do from time to time, you know, so I, you know, but there's gotta be some kind of balance, right? Yeah. It's like the iconic struggle of being a parent, right? It's like, on the one hand the like thing that made you great was like having to overcome adversity and like deal with problems but on the other hand like the thing that you want to protect your children from is adversity and problems because you want their lives to be easier uh -huh. um and so i think like walking that line is like the the like struggle of being a parent right like trying to provide a good life for someone while like also if they're not exposed to any adversity, they're going to be like a, you know, they're not going to have a good time. As soon as, as soon as you're not there to protect them from adversity, they're going to get rocked. Right. Right. Which, which leads me to just a reminder that if you do have any questions or you do disagree with us, please feel free to drop a note to our email address and let us know how you feel. Uh, Rhett, you want to repeat that email address? Yeah. Rhett and Larry at gmail.com. Rhett, A-N-D. Larry at gmail.com. Um, That's pretty simple yeah. to remember. It is. It's the title of the show. Yeah. Without <laughs> the show. So Rhett and Larry at gmail.com. Um, did you think that it was ageist when they asked you if you walked uphill both ways? <laughs> Were you like, this is an anti-boomer comment? They need uh, to cancel. Well, when they when they talked about the uh, going barefoot, you mean, and that walking up both ways and the Yeah. Snow. Cause you just, you just provided like a nice, a nice comment to them. And then it sounded like a bunch of people ganged up on you asking questions like, was it uphill both ways? Which is not a serious question. Seems a little snarky. Were you offended by that? Did you think that it was anti-boomer? Um, no, I thought it was, I thought it was just, um, I don't know. It really didn't bother me. I guess, I guess people are sort of like a common uh, refrain. Do you think if you, know, you were young, do you think if you were young that they would have said that? 
No, but sort of insinuating something, aren't they? No, but I know when, you know, when, when people older than me, when I was younger and they said, when we would whine about having to walk a half a mile uphill in the snow, they'd be like, well, we did it. I walked five miles in the snow barefoot. You know, it was sort of always a joke. So it didn't bother me. Yeah. It's a good question. Thick skin. Yeah. I mean, I've been, I've had a lot of, I've had a lot of uh, way nastier suggestions uh, pointed at me, so I'm not, this doesn't bother me. You have like a, a system for handling nasty suggestions or nasty comments? Uh, yeah, I do. Um, it's in a, it's in a, it's in a prayer book, but um, yeah, it's like, uh, I, I really can't worry about what other people say about me. That's, that's basically it. I mean, uh, that's, that's basically it. I mean, it's, you know, sometimes it's worse than others, but I try to, you know, live my life the right way. And, and, uh, I try to make good decisions and say the right accurate things. And if people don't agree with it, well, that's, you know, that's their opinion. I'm okay with that. If they lie, chapter, that's a different story. But. Chapter 11. Don't worry about what other people say about you. There you go. <laughs> coaxing, coaxing chapters out of Larry, like a professional. Yeah, I could come up with some highlights, some of the worst things that people have said about me. Yeah, that would be a good one. Yeah. Because then it's like, you know, I'm sure you have them from all sorts of different decades, right? People will understand that it's not just, I think there's this like narrative that now is worse than ever, right? But I'm sure you've gotten hate mail your whole life. <laughs> oh, and yeah, and people trying to take me down. I mean, that's some of the worst. Yeah, I mean, there are people literally trying to take me down 20 years ago and with some pretty unbelievable stuff. And, uh, yeah, I, I kept some of that stuff too. So hopefully uh, that could get, that could get in the book. Yeah. There you go. And it would, and it would, it would really show, you know, the differences it's social, there's social media now, which makes it just so much more easy to be nasty. I guess. Yeah. And like public. Yeah. That too. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. But, uh, you know, speaking of uh, concern, parents' concern, so um, I don't know if I'm concerned, but uh, I do know that your grandmother's uh, wanted, actually, she wanted me to call her tonight, so I don't know that I'll have a chance to, but uh, she wanted me to know how you were doing, given this uh, threat of a hurricane heading your way. And earlier in the week, by the way, I was, I thought we'd have an interesting show because earlier in the week, it looked like um, there could be one hurricane heading to up to Florida when it hit hurricane heading to you in Texas one, heading to us in Florida, that would have been sort of unique experience having yeah, potentially two hurricanes. hurricanes at the same time. Yeah. Do some sort of live show. Yeah. But now there's during a, the hurricane, but now there's another bizarre twist that uh, looks like, it looks like there could be one tropical depression headed your way or a hurricane headed towards Louisiana and making a quick left turn to Texas. And then, and then, uh, a category two hurricane. That's what they're saying now before it was just a hurricane, tropical storm heading towards Houston. So could have a double whammy within 12 hours of each other, which seems kind of uh, unfathomable, but who knows? Yeah. So have you, have you, uh, and then, you know, growing up in Florida, you should be, you know, you should know the drill. So yeah. how are you doing there in Texas? So we went, I went earlier this week, we have water um, and we have canned food that's not going to expire. Um, so I think we're good. The hurricanes at this point don't look like they're going to be world ending hurricanes. Um, hopefully got to respect nature a little bit. Um, at the same time, I am exhausted by people telling me to check the weather um, and I just don't have the attention or energy to, to, to put into something so useless. Right. Um, yeah. I also find it very frustrating that there's no like one stop shop to figure out what you're supposed to do for all of this. The projections change so frequently that I think if I had not been through previous hurricanes, I, and known how serious they could be, right? Like you really want to have water, you really want to have food. Um, but given how quickly these things change on these projections, I just wouldn't care, right? It's it's so it's so fickle. One day you're in the cone, one day you're not in the cone. 
Um, you just don't really want to be caught at the end without your supplies. Um, and so I think, I don't know if you do this or if you have some sort of system for doing this. Um, <clears throat> but I think in the future, if we stay here long-term, I'll probably just every year when hurricane season starts, make sure that I have all the supplies and then not really worry about it. Right. It's, I, I truly don't care. Right. It's checking the weather every day is something that I, I don't do normally and that I don't care to do during hurricane season. Um, so if one's coming, sure. I'll hear about it. Be prepared. Definitely. But it's not something that I want to look at every day. Um, just have better things to do basically. Yeah. Yeah. You tell you that, uh, of every, you should have a hurricane or a hurricane plan, and that plan includes, uh, you know, if something did happen to where you live, making sure that you have what you need to get out safely or be there safely. So it could be putting important papers in, just keeping it in a plastic container and knowing where it is so that you can get it out of the house with you if you have to flee at any moment, whether it's uh, whether it's an evacuation situation they tell you that you have to leave because of a low-lying area or whatever it might be uh, big winds or you know and that's a lot of times on the coast but if something happened to your place you know I put um, I have like a little uh, uh, carry carry container plastic carry container kind of thing and uh, I'll put stuff in there I usually put um, you know a uh, one of those portable uh, drives, this portable, you know, backup drive for my computer. I'll put that in there. I'll put in, you know, some insurance papers, some other important papers that I want to keep, you know, anything that I really want just in case something does happen to the house um, and it gets soaked uh, or whatever. Um, yeah, I hadn't considered that. That's a good idea. And I'll put, I, I put it in my trunk, which is easy for me to get to, but in your situation, I'm not sure I'd leave anything in my car. No, I'm not going to leave it in my car. Yeah. Yeah. But if you had it handy, if you had to leave, um, or you put it under your bed or, you know, I don't know, which, you know, wherever safe places. Yeah. Um, and then I usually have a mo at least one Mophie that I have. Um, but, but I do have the water, you know, I think you made a great decision with the water and the food. Those are kind of key things, but plan for a week. You know, I usually try to plan for a week without power, have some cash in case credit cards don't work. I don't, you know, in, in this state, they've sort of mandated that a lot of places have generators. So, uh, I mean, a lot of places like gas stations, uh, supermarkets, the supermarkets have found having a generator is huge. It's just, you know, it's awesome. So as long as they can get supplies, they're in business, they can use credit cards and all that business. So, um, it's, you know, so hopefully you don't have to worry about getting so much cash, but having cash on hands is good. Some cash on hands is just good just in case, you know, there's a whole, if you go online, there's a whole bunch of suggestions, but it's good that, you, I mean, the water's key. Um, you know, the water's never gone out here, but it, I don't, and that's kind of the weird thing is you, you're kind of flying blind because you don't know what, you know, Houston's like. Um, and then. I can only imagine, like, so what is uh, Brielle think having, has she ever been in a hurricane other than tropical storms or Hurricane Sandy? Yeah, maybe just know? Sandy. Yeah. Yeah. So, so she's, she I don't know. She's not freaked out, but she's, uh, like, she's unaware of it when uh, mom brought it up to us last week. Yeah. Is she getting calls from her parents about it? You know, I think it's so, um, I think it's so local, you know, like, I think you really just don't know that it's happening if you are not directly affected. And so I don't know that they even know. I yeah. don't know if they've talked about it. Yeah. They probably don't know until the weather channel is stationed at your beach, which I guess two or three weeks ago we had the weather channel in town. Yeah. And then everybody's. <clears throat> the weather channel was in town. Everybody starts calling and saying, Oh my God, you know, you guys are about to get bl obliterated by a hurricane. Right. And we're like, no, 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 it's not that big of a deal. It's may not even, it's not even going to come here. 
But yeah, because the Weather Channel and the media, national media is in town, it's all of a sudden a big deal. deal. And yeah. I can't say that it's never going to, we're not ever going to get obliterated because we certainly could. But, um, you know, there is a lot of uh, angst out there just because they show up on your, in your community. So, yeah. so that's good that it hasn't gotten up north yet or it hasn't gotten up north yet. Yeah, not that I'm aware of. Or, or her parents are just chilling, which is good. Right. Yeah. Got to stay disconnected. Can't be consuming news all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard that before. Yeah. Well, that's good. So what's uh, what else is new, right? Well, this is what's new. This week, we got five, count them, five emails at Rhett and Larry at gmail.com. Oh my gosh. Um, so I think that's too many to go over in a single episode, but now we'll have a backlog, which is great. Um, so the first question, and we'll, we'll probably just do one today, maybe one, one each episode. Um, I'm going to read the whole thing. I think these questions are funny. Um, they're very regular. <laughs> um, and this is sort of, it's one email, but it's like five questions. So after each question, I'll give you a chance to respond and maybe I'll give my own opinion. So Red and Larry, what's for dinner? What did you have for dinner? Uh, actually, I didn't have dinner. I had one of the world's worst um, lunches mm. and I just completely lost my appetite uh, for dinner. There you go. Yeah. Fasting is good. I, I went to a, uh, last night we had, um, it was brisket, like chopped brisket from a barbecue place that I thought was pretty good. Yeah. And it was one of those things. So when you, you know how you, you, you put it in the fridge overnight. Yeah. And so when I got it out of the fridge, I'd say it was somewhat, uh, well, it was pretty solid, you know, it had yeah. congealed overnight. Pretty gross. Never a good sign. So I, I don't know why I ate it, but I ate it. You ate and it. I had oh, some baked beans that were somewhat, yeah. I had uh, obviously weren't too good for me either. Yeah. So I ate it and then I just had this kind of just, you know, the aftertaste kind of thing and just decided I'm right. you don't want to do that. So I didn't have dinner. Yeah. So what did you decision. have for dinner? Yeah. I had some uh, chicken and rice. Mm. Same. I eat a lot of chicken. Um, what do you both enjoy eating and why do you enjoy it? I enjoy eating protein because it makes me not fat. <laughs> um, here's one for you. Do you like gravy, grits, or dumplings? Um, I kind of like grits, but I don't eat them. I like dumplings, but I don't eat them. Uh, the last, I guess, uh, how many months has it been since, since the, uh, the, the, what people like to refer to as the lockdown, which is really more just a suggestion to stay inside. Since that's happened, I've um, really tried to eat healthy. And so my number one favorite food, and I could yeah. probably eat it every, every meal, but uh -huh. I don't just because it's a pain. It's, it's just not convenient and it gets kind yeah, of boring. Yeah. You got to have some variety. My number one favorite meal are the uh, packaged salads that you can buy mixed salads with salad dressing. Sure. Yeah, those are good. toppings that you can buy in the supermarket and usually get for $10 or something like that or four yeah. for 10 or four for 12. And they're really good. And they're um, the most calories that I've seen. There may be one, let's see, for the whole thing, it's uh, 480, 500 calories, say is the most, but you can get them for as little as like three, not 390 calories. And then well, I'll and they're put, probably, they're probably a lot of food though, too, for 400 calories or whatever. Right. So it's pretty filling for what you're Yeah. Getting, it's right? good because yeah. they're greens. You know, there are a lot of greens in there, broccoli sometimes, uh, or yeah. other greens. And it's, so it's, it's good for your system and, you know, it keeps you regular, so to speak. Um, uh, so there is a lot of food for the calorie. And then, you know, sometimes I'll put like, if I have chicken around, I'll put the chicken in or, uh, you know, I buy turkey. So I'll put a piece or two of turkey, you know, the, the kind of, you know, lunch meat, probably not the best kind of stuff for you, but I don't eat a lot of it. 
and it just gives me a little more protein in there. So that's pretty yeah. good. Protein is good. How would you power rank grits, gravy, and dumplings if you had to do a one, two, three? Yeah, you know, obviously dumplings depends what you know what kind of gravy is clearly the bottom, a bottom feeder there. Yeah, you know, gravy and is then, definitely the bottom. And it can be like below the bottom if it's got all sorts of fat in it. But um <laughs> if it congeals. <laughs> totally. When you go yeah. into the fridge and you bring out the gravy and it's solid, that's a bad sign. Yeah. That's a college kind of gravy. We had, we had gravy like that in college. That, yeah. uh, Who would have thought company. that we'd have two opportunities to use the word congeal in one podcast episode? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, and then I give uh, the bottom. Yeah. And I, I'd say grits would be probably, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, it just depends what's in the dumplings, but the dumplings uh, could be, you know, I mean, it could be kind of nasty depending on what's in them, but a chicken dumpling might not be too bad. And then what's the dumpling made out of? So that, I, I, I don't know. So it just depends. Yeah, my initial feeling was grits were first, dumpling second, gravy third. But I like very plain grits. I could see putting dumplings above the grits if we had more specifics, but we don't. Yeah, I like, um, um, I'm, a, I'm a fan of grits as well, plain, plain grits. Yeah, they can get really like overdone in restaurants. If you order grits at a restaurant, they give you like cheese and nonsense in the grits, and then they're just not as good. And, and fat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the last double question here, do you like to walk in the rain and what about nature do you enjoy? <laughs> really out of left field, these questions. Wow. What do you like to do, Rhett? Um, I actually went on a run today. Uh, so last week we have this little trail. Um, I ran 0.7 miles. It's not in the rain. It was in the, it's, it's pretty warm here. Um, I ran 0.7 miles to, uh, to target. There's a target 0.7 miles from our house down this path. Pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Um, so this week I ran 0.7 miles in like the other direction down to like, uh, sort of like the main street in the area where we are. Um, we got ice cream there last night. It's a cool little, uh, spot there's a lululemon nearby hmm. um pretty nice so that was like a mile and a half run uh both ways uh pretty good i wouldn't walk in the rain um what about nature do i enjoy i have not ever lived in the mountains but um i do enjoy a hike uh yeah, yeah. I really like, uh, I don't know. I could use definitely a mountain vacation. Climbing is fun. I think we had done some, we had gone to like Mount Hood. That was pretty great. That was probably the first mountain I had really ever been to. Um, we should go to mountains more, do like a little family vacation or something. Yeah, kind of got spoiled on Mount Hood. <laughs> oh, a, yeah, I mean, it's it, you kind of get spoiled when there's snow on the top of the mountain. That's yeah. always a good sign of a good mountain in the summer. Yeah. Um, not too many. I tell you, Mount Rainier is pretty cool. Um, I, I was there many, many years ago, and then I was reminded of that a friend of mine was out there just a few weeks ago. Is that in Washington? Yeah, outside of Seattle, maybe hour, hour and a half, two hours outside of Seattle. And what's cool, you can see it from Seattle. It's a snow-covered mountain all year long. Yeah. So you see it from the city. It's like a moon. Um, and but when you go there, uh, it's so tall that you have multiple layers of, uh, what's the word, uh, you know, different kinds of trees, flowers, uh, then yeah. you get into the snow, you know, desert. Yeah. I don't know if there's any desert there. Well, there might be low when you get down low, but um, it's pretty cool. And, and this time of year, you, you can get up to where the flowers are blooming and there's a trail. That's that's really cool. It's yeah. really beautiful. And then it's, you know, you start off and it's probably, you know, maybe 70 degrees down low or 60 mm -hmm. or, or 80 degrees maybe. And as yeah. you get up, um, you just, it starts to get cooler out. You sweat as you're walking up, right. but it gets cooler out and it's just, it's the coolest experience. And then the beauty of you're getting closer to the snow, you get into a little, you see some flowers and you get into some snow melt and there's still some flowers starting to come up. 
Uh, it's just, again, then it gets muddy. Um, yeah. It's just a beautiful, and, you know, the views are incredible. So that's, yeah, I mean, there's nothing like, there's nothing like that. And, you know, sometimes you'll see these pristine little lakes around. There's probably nothing like that. I mean, I, I like, I like walking, you know, on boardwalks near the beach or the beach itself, but it's nothing like, there's nothing like going into that cool, you know, the cooler weather in the mountains. I don't think. Totally. We should do that once this is all over. We can take a little vacation. Yeah. So, yeah. so that would be neat. Um, and, um, but I, you know, I've been walking, I'm still trying to walk uh, X number of miles a day. I had, I think over five, almost six today, almost seven yesterday. Uh, but um, yeah, so I like going out. I don't mind, you know, I don't really mind walking in the rain. Um, it's not a big deal. You don't worry about pneumonia or anything? No, no. I worry about lightning and thunder. Those are the two sure. things I, or one thing I worry about. Yeah. Uh, I don't worry. And I like, the rain's kind of cool as long as there's no, you know, danger from the thunder. Right. And, or the lightning. And, um, and, and you're just prepared. Like if I have a rain jacket, it's, I don't, no big I don't deal. Like the rain. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And it's, usually it's cool. So it's kind of nice. But yeah. So those are some good questions. Um, we'll probably do, uh, we have a lot more in here, so we'll probably do more next week. Um, and if anyone else has questions, feel free, send them to retinlayer at gmail.com. If we get a backlog, maybe we'll just do a question and answers episode or something. Yeah. Well, thanks for the questions. Cool. All right. Uh, anything else? I don't think so. Sweet. All right. Thanks everyone. Another episode down. I think this is eight. Uh, so making a lot of good progress. Um, thanks for listening. Talk to you next week. See ya. Cheers. It's time for the Red and Larry show.